1: Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500.
2: Tonight, peace talks between Russia and Ukraine break down as Russian troops advance and cities suffer from shortages of food, medicine, and heat. The death toll grows in towns like Mariupol, forcing the port city to bury citizens in a mass grave. But the Ukrainian resistance fights back, taking out Russian tanks and diffusing missiles. Our reporting tonight from the southern part of the country where those who chose to stay behind are taking extraordinary measures to stop the invasion. Putin's endgame, what we're learning tonight after the U.S. estimates Russia has lost up to 6,000 soldiers in the first two weeks of war. Raising the rent as inflation hits a new 40-year high, families face homelessness as landlords up their monthly payments. Winter weather threat, the severe storm bringing snow, rain and cold temperatures to nearly 60 million Americans. On America, the new 911. How police departments are arming their officers to handle mental health calls. Masks on. TSA extends the travel mandate for airline passengers. And how this teenager represents a sign of the times.
3: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us. I'm Jerika Duncan in for Nora. Tonight, Russian forces are maintaining their pressure on the city of Mariupol one day after the bombing of a maternity hospital that sparked outrage around the world. Officials say at least three people were killed in that attack, including a young girl. Russian forces continue their advance on the capital of Kyiv, but here you can see Ukraine's military is fighting back, appearing to open fire on a column of Russian tanks. U.S. officials warn that Russian forces are operating with a, quote, reckless disregard for civilians as they continue their constant bombardment of residential neighborhoods. Two weeks of shelling has left large sections of the country in ruins and thousands of residents now stranded without food, medicine, heat and electricity. More than 2.3 million refugees have escaped to neighboring countries, many to Poland, where some of them today met with Vice President Kamala Harris. But we begin tonight with CBS's Charlie Daggett reporting once again from Kyiv. Charlie, good evening.
3: Good evening to you, The Russian government again declared a ceasefire and a humanitarian corridor starting tomorrow in five cities, including here in the capital and the besieged city of Mariupol. But tonight, the deputy prime minister said not a single civilian was able to leave that city today. A day after the airstrike that ripped through the maternity hospital in Mariupol. No mercy in the response from Russia's foreign minister. It's not the first time we've heard pathetic shrieks about so-called atrocities committed by Russia's armed forces, he said. Sergei Lavrov insisted the hospital was a legitimate target, being used as a base by radical militants. He was in Turkey meeting with Ukrainian counterpart Dmitry Kaleba for the highest level talks since the invasion began but any hope of a breakthrough lay buried beneath the rubble. City council officials say a child is among the dead at the hospital, adding to more than 70 children killed and countless more injured across Ukraine. On a visit to neighboring Poland, Vice President Kamala Harris joined calls for Russia to be held accountable.
4: There should be an investigation, and we should all be watching.
3: She also sought to reinforce U.S. ties with NATO, amid a disagreement after a Polish proposal to provide Ukraine with old Soviet-era fighter jets. Russian troops continue to advance towards the capital itself, northeast of Kiev. Drone video alleges to show a column of Russian tanks coming under fire and turning back. Despite heavy losses, militarily, Russia still has the upper hand. Today, Ukraine's information minister asked America and its allies to close down the airspace once again so Ukrainians could fight on the ground.
4: On each road, on each street, there are ordinary people who are going to fight for all the streets, for all these roads, because uh, it's their homes. That's the most important message. Uh, We
3: not give up. Unable to break Ukraine's defenses, Russia seems intent on breaking Ukraine's spirit. What's not yet known is just how far they'll go. Russian forces are slowly closing in on the capital here, now within just a few miles. Tonight, the mayor said half the city has already fled. As we've seen for ourselves, the rest are either taking up fighting positions or taking shelter and hoping for the best. Jerika.
2: Charlie Dagata, thank you. Tonight, President Zelensky says authorities evacuated almost 40,000 people today from a number of cities as the humanitarian crisis worsens. Russian forces are making inroads across the entire Black Sea coastline, where the residents who remain face the choice of flee or stay and fight. CBS's Chris Livesay reports from Odessa, a city on edge.
5: The shelling is ceaseless despite the ceasefire. Russian forces firing yet again on humanitarian corridors meant for thousands to flee from the city of Mariupol. Instead, those spared are forced to bury the rest, some in mass graves. We have no gas, we're freezing, says Tatiana Nikolenko. Bodies are being buried in the yards of the apartment blocks. We can't live like this. With no more running water, desperate locals turn to an old well. Local officials say more than 1,200 people have been killed in this city alone. And the devastation is by design. One by one, Russia is targeting Ukraine's coastal strongholds. Kherson was the first city to fall into Russian hands. <laughs> Though not without resistance, today it's attacking cities like Mykolaiv as it makes its way west towards the crown jewel of the Black Sea, Odessa. Lose it and Ukraine loses its last port and vital supply lines. <inaudible> Vladimir Putin called it out by name in his declaration of war. It's been bracing for a fight ever since. Men and women fill more than 10,000 sandbags a day. All volunteers like air traffic controller, Dimitro Boris. How much are you willing to sacrifice? I can
3: sacrifice anything, uh, uh, even my life, just to to save the people behind me. Even your life? Even my life, that's no matter right now.
5: If Odessa falls, Vladimir Putin would dominate the northern half of the Black Sea, putting pressure on NATO allies Romania and Bulgaria as well. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky says an attack here is imminent. Jerika?
2: Chris Livsey reporting from Odessa tonight. Thank you. New U.S. military intelligence is giving the world a detailed look at the state of the war. The first two weeks of Putin's invasion have not gone according to plan for Russia but it still has a great deal of weapons and force it can unleash. For more on that, here's CBS's David Martin at the Pentagon.
4: In many places, the Russians have not just bogged down, they've been stopped in their tracks. A US official says hundreds of armored vehicles have been destroyed and each one contains Russian soldiers. His estimate of the number of Russian dead, five to 6,000 killed in action and three times that many wounded. As our partners at the BBC found, Ukrainian soldiers are not intimidated by the Russian legions. They have a lot of people, have a lot of tanks, a lot of their vehicles and techniques, but uh, we fight in our land and uh, we protect our families. So it doesn't matter how they fight. We fight like lions and they won't win. The Russians are making good targets by sticking to the roads, in some cases just running out of gas and sitting there. Ukrainians are making good use of the thousands of anti-tank weapons shipped into the country. The head of the Defense Intelligence Agency told Congress he had underestimated the Ukrainians. I
1: question uh, their will to fight. That was a bad bad assessment on my part because they have fought bravely and honorably and are, are doing the right thing.
4: The Russians have also lost an estimated 15 to 20 aircraft and 20 to 25 helicopters, most of them hit by missiles fired from the ground. They are trying to make up for it by doubling down on firepower, much of it indiscriminate.
1: Uh, It is a combination of mostly missiles, artillery, multiple rocket launchers.
4: Despite their losses, the Russians continue to creep closer to the capital of Kyiv, less than 10 miles from the city center in the west and 25 miles in the east. A U.S. official says they could encircle the capital within one to two weeks that estimate of 5 to 6000 dead if it's correct means that russia has lost more soldiers in 2 weeks than the us lost in the entire iraq war the estimate for ukrainian military losses is between 2 and 4000 killed in action jerika
2: david martin really putting things in perspective with those numbers thank you There is some bad news to report on the U.S. economy. Consumer inflation jumped 7.9 percent over the past year. That's a near 40-year high. Gas prices are up 38 percent year to year, not including the most recent spikes. And monthly rents are also skyrocketing, pricing some people right out of their homes. CBS's Nancy Chen reports from South Florida, which is seeing the nation's largest rent hikes. Here we go.
6: It's hard enough for Jamie Wolf, a single mom, to raise three kids. Now her landlord is raising the rent by nearly $1,000 a month, a 30% hike. Previously, I got, you know, 5%, 6%, I think, increases. Sure, but $1,000.
2: It's impossible to prepare for.
6: Apartment sticker shock is happening nationwide, soaring nearly 20% last year across the U.S. But in the Miami metro area, they're up nearly 50% forcing Wolf, who lives in Boca Raton, to make sacrifices. They
2: go to aftercare for a couple of hours each afternoon so that I can work, and so we have to take that away, for
6: sure. This is about survival. Diana Stanley runs the Lord's Place in West Palm Beach, which helps homeless people and those on the brink. They're scared. They have tapped into everything they could tap into. Among those seeking help, Anna, who didn't want to give her last name, she says her rent doubled, and with few options, she may have to call her car home. You have to have a place to live. You have to have a place to bathe. I can see how hard this has been for you. Yeah. We are all holding our breath saying, when will this end? The end may not be in sight, and Stanley worries it may soon get much worse. We are going to have a massive increase in homelessness. I don't even think we we have reached the tip of the iceberg on this. I do not think we have, and that's what scares all of us. Surging rents, leaving so many here feeling priced out and left out. Bye, sweetie. Nancy Chen, CBS News. West Palm Beach, Florida. Hmm.
2: Such an important issue. Turning now to weather, a major storm system that is already causing problems across the Midwest is moving across the country with snow, rain, and unseasonably cold temperatures. Let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from the Weather Channel's global headquarters. Good evening, Mike. This system is clearly going to have an impact across this country before it's over.
3: It definitely will Jerrica, and there will be very few states that will be missed by this winter storm. It's already put a good amount of snow in places like the west, but a place like say Nashville could get coated in snow. Here's the forecast across the south, right along I-40 from, oh, Texas and Oklahoma, right into Nashville. Tupelo, places like Huntsville, Alabama, end up getting some late season snow. It doesn't stop there. Big snow forecast right into the northeast. Some places interior northeast, a half a foot to a foot of snow. This could be accompanied by 50 mile per hour wind gusts and then that cold air settles in temperatures that'll feel a lot more like january than they will march with many of us down into the teens come sunday and jerica if that weren't enough on the southern edge of all this the possibility of severe weather and tornadoes across the southeast
2: it's always something mike bettis thank you In tonight's Eye on America, the Treatment Advocacy Center says that people with untreated mental illness are 16 times more at risk of being killed during a police encounter. CBS's Jeff Pegues reports that nationwide police reforms are changing how departments handle mental health emergencies. In Aurora,
7: Colorado, this response team is racing to an emergency call. We rode along with mental health counselor Tandis Ashami. A student had made some suicidal threats yesterday and did not make it to school. Today. A school counselor called 911 concerned about an absent student's well-being what's the address? Across the country, 911 centers are inundated with similar calls. One study says that up to 10% of 911 calls nationwide potentially involve mental health issues.
2: The next available officer will respond out to your location.
7: In Washington, D.C., where mental health professionals also respond to some situations, several dozen calls a day fit that category. In the past, police officers have been dispatched to those calls. Some have ended in tragedy. Aurora's police chief, Vanessa Wilson, says police with weapons aren't always the answer.
6: A lot of times it's not appropriate for officers to have to go to these calls and, you know, to possibly escalate the situation when it doesn't need to be so.
7: Aurora has two response teams. One team pairs a police officer with a mental health professional. This team does not they only take calls where there is no apparent danger. Courtney Tasson is the team's program manager. The fact that you're not armed, the fact that you're not wearing a uniform, do you think that helps in some of these situations?
3: I think so. So we
6: always focus on what's least restrictive. How do we keep from further traumatizing this person who's already in a very
0: vulnerable state?
7: Tasson says there were more than 800 mental health-related calls for help during a four-month period here. We have calls for people that are in mental health crisis every day. Sergeant Aaron Bunch is a 16-year veteran of the Aurora Police. Police officers are trained to do a lot of things. What they don't have are master's degrees in social work. The day we rode along to the potentially suicidal student, the team waved off a police response. We
6: received a call from your school
7: today. I just wanted to touch base. From a nearby parking lot, they reach the student. I spoke with mom and spoke with kiddo, and we don't have any concerns for safety at this time. Resolved without a siren or a gun in sight. For Eye on America, Jeff Begay's CBS News, Aurora, Colorado.
0: This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. you do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
2: Ahead of the spring break surge in air travel, the TSA today extended the mask mandate on planes and other public transportation until April 18th. The rule was set to expire next week as the pandemic continues to wind down. Well, tonight, Major League Baseball's 99-day lockout is over. Players and team owners reached a tentative deal on a new collective bargaining agreement, which still has to be ratified. Players can start reporting to spring training as early as tomorrow. An opening day for a full season is expected on April 7th. We want to introduce you to a remarkable teenager who was inspired by a lack of representation and took matters into her own hands. Here's CBS's Michael George. High school
8: senior Kayana Tate is deaf, and she grew up signing with her friends and family. But the 18-year-old rarely saw anyone who looked like her in sign language books. So she created her own. Had you ever written a book before?
2: oh no, this is my first experience trying to be published. It's just crucial. It's essential that black and brown individuals, you know, feel represented in life. It kind of, you know, makes you feel bad when you don't see yourself.
8: Using pictures of those closest to her, she's published Signing with Kai. I'm extremely proud of her. Kiana's mother, Kadija says her daughter is proving she can accomplish anything. It seems like She never lets somebody say, you can't do this.
2: If they say that, that makes her go even harder.
8: (laughs) Kiana plans to publish even more books. She wants to bridge the gap between the deaf and hearing communities. The
2: letter I.
8: I, like this?
2: Yes, that's correct. Okay. I'm here as living proof to show people.
6: I can
8: teach others.
6: I can learn and I can be an educator.
8: She can also be an inspiration. Michael George, CBS News, Detroit.
2: Tomorrow, if you've ever needed a pep talk, CBS's Steve Hartman has a hotline for you on the road. Well, that's tonight's CBS Evening News for Nora O'Donnell and all of us here. I'm Jerika Duncan. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? Listen to Blood
1: is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on Wondery Plus starting May 1st.